a universal energy forming organic tribal algorithms that span the globe, reaching down to its very core. Release euphoric inspiration revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the ultimate underground. edition for you today, I'm going to call today Lifestyles and Living with Uncle Earl. I have two wonderful guests in the studio today, Miss Shonda Fry and Mr. Leo Parisi, and they are auctioneers, but there's a twist on it, and I'm not going to give it all away because I want them to kind of give you, they have a special twist on what they do. It's more educational and entertaining, actually. So I'd like to introduce them into the fold. Hello, how are you guys doing? Hey, girl. Thanks for having us. I am so happy that you can make it. I'm happy to be here with you. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. You are welcome. We've been trying to do this for a while. Yes, yes we have. Yeah. And the universe speaks, and it comes to be. There you and go. here we are. Time, time in. <laughs> time in. I must say that um, we met at Karaoke Blue. In right. West L.A., so that's how we time the arts and education and entertainment. It's because we're being entertained. We're entertaining ourselves when we met, you know, um, having, some, having a good time, singing some tunes. And we struck up a conversation. It was really enticing, and we just kept in touch over this time. And here we are. So exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So um, tell me, I know a lot about you, but my listeners don't. So, Shonda, where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved down to L.A been everywhere. Okay. My father was military, so I lived all over the world. You little brat. Uh, I am. <laughs> and, uh, it still is. It still is. <laughs> ask any of my husbands. Um, but that's, that's because I've 
lived everywhere and I've kind of gone all over. I um, it helped form what I'm doing now mm. and, and get a good feel. Are. Yeah, and who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, Mr. Leo. It. Mr. Leo. Originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Mutual yeah. Omaha. Uh, mutual Sounds Omaha. Commercial. Yeah, they had all kinds of uh, <laughs> lions and tigers and bears oh on their my. TV show. Yeah. And um, okay. uh, attended college in Minnesota, went out to Washington State to teach school for a few years, and uh, was always enamored by the rare coin business, mm. and ended up going to work for a company down in Texas okay. uh, doing rare coins, mm-hmm. and um, they just kind of exploded and grew. and over the last 30 years, have added 30 different divisions to their company. And nice. We saw an opportunity to come into this Southern California niche, mm-hmm. and uh, the company said, okay, let's do it. And now here we are in, in Southern California Great. instead of 120-degree Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and we're speaking of heritage auctions? That's right, heritage yes, auctions. in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. we got one in New York. Okay. And the parks. We've got one in, obviously, Beverly Hills. And mm-hmm. now we've got uh, the corporate offices are out of Dallas, Texas. Okay. We're the third largest auction house in the world. Look at there. Yeah. Third largest. I wouldn't mind being the hundredth of something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With third, that's, that's incredible. It is. No, but, I mean, and the I largest mean, collectible auction house. Because when you think of the other two biggies, mm-hmm. um, you think fine art. Yes. But uh, they don't do the rest of the collectibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do over over seven hundred million dollars a year in auctions. Wow, business. it's incredible! And wow. private sales, it's just incredible. And can you just give us some types of, uh, you know, pieces that you do auction off? Oh yeah, well, I mean, I know there are many many types of. All right, but and but because see, when people think of a um, auction house, mm-hmm. especially when you say third largest, are the <laughs> you start thinking fine arts, yes, you know, contemporary arts yes. and all that. Now I have the word collectible. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you got to think. High-end baseball cards, comic mm. books, um, militaria, dinosaurs. Mm. People collect and meteorites mm. um, and art glass and manuscripts and rare books. And, and rare coins. And rare, and rare coins. coins. <laughs> That's how the company was built yeah. on coins nice. and currency. Uh, and, and we just added uh, fine and rare wines and jewelry. Mm-hmm. And last year we added luxury handbags. That's incredible. Now, when you think handbags, because every woman ever goes, what? <laughs> Those are collectibles. You're like, ah. But we sold a purse um, in the 60,000s. Really? Yeah. yeah. And at that level, you can't call it a purse. Right. I mean, OMG. <laughs> what do you call that? You know what? You call that um, having a lot of time and a lot of money. I know that's right. Wow. <laughs> and, and, I, and you know, I was reading your bio, and um, you used to have a textile business? Yeah. I spent 20 years in the textile industry. Okay. So I dealt with garment manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So when I sold fabric or trimmings, I sold in the hundreds of thousands a year. But I love the industry because fashion is is passion mm-hmm. when somebody you know color and mm-hmm. energy and to art take a material and, and just turn it into something right that's exactly that. yeah that's Which, amazing yeah. that kind of passion i you know i had to stop doing that i because all that manufacturing went overseas mm-hmm. so there wasn't anything nobody manufactures in the u.s anymore nobody mm-hmm. can afford it mm-hmm. so i had to find my new niche i had to find that passion again mm-hmm. And it was quite accidental, really, yeah. because really? we were doing a charity auction. She was working for a private school, uh-huh. and uh, she was the head of the auction committee. And I was an auctioneer, and I had volunteered my services, and we came together and did some pre-planning. Yeah. Uh, and then the auction itself, when the auction started, you know, I'm sitting there calling the sale, and she she has such a passion for whatever she does. I, I mean, she tell. just throws herself <laughs> into it. And she's out there on the floor and the tables. I'm up on the podium calling the sale. Yeah. She's down there working the crowd, and I'm just going, wow. And we started this, this amazing is... banter mm. between yeah. us. Mm. and um, It was so special. Mm. I, well, in 30 years, I've never seen anything like that. That's theater. Yes. That is artistic. And afterwards, I told her, I said, you really need to, to look at the possibility of becoming an auctioneer. Mm. And she goes, really? Yeah. <laughs> How do I do that? Well, And, it and is, she did. It is. Yeah. And, and it all ties yeah. in. I did eight years of stand-up. Oh, you did? I did. Oh. I was a stand-up road comic. Look at um, there. And that's a hard business it for is. women, <laughs> let me tell you. It's and hard I, for anyone, I actually. I bow and admire every woman that ha- has gone into that. 
And I, I didn't have the hoods, but to, to stick mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you get that in mm-hmm. you, that performing thing, yeah. yeah, you got to find a way to let it out. Now, Leo, you're pretty funny yourself. Like, were you a stand-up Oh, no. Comedian? no. You sure? Yes, I, closet yeah. comedian I do stand up from time yeah, to time, yeah, I know but you it do. has nothing to do with comedy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so usually what I want to get out of the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So let me ask you this. Before you went into the coin business, was there another passion you had or another? You know, my passion was, was always coins. It, it started always. when I was eight. Okay. Uh, my grandfather lived two blocks away from me, and I spent Saturdays in his uh, home, mm-hmm. in his little office, and he collected coins and stamps, and mm-hmm. he started teaching me. Mm-hmm. And we, he had 14 grandchildren living within two blocks of him and none of them had the passion for the coins and and the stamps but i did Mm. and i learned from that and it it helped me go into business i helped pay for my college doing it and so that has been my passion now there's a couple other types of collectibles i've come to like over the years Mm -hmm. i I like art pottery Mm -hmm. uh some art glass um but the, the passion for the coins has, has always been there for me. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, to be the auctioneer and actually find the coin, find mm-hmm, the collection of mm-hmm. somebody who had one of the rarest coins, uh, an 1804 silver dollar, wow. that we sold for over $3 million. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's exciting. See, That's coins exciting. never go out of style. You know. No. They're an unbelievable. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. But, I mean, on, on a lot of different levels, you're talking about um, – the word for coins in the business is numismatics, mm. and they have a tangible, collectible um, market. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking a collectible, you have to begin to break it down. Mm. What What is tangible? Mm-hmm. What is long-term? Mm-hmm. Am I collecting this because I love it? Mm-hmm. Am I collecting this because I want to make money with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different parts that you need to know about you're doing and my passion mm. and his passion mm. are not your children's passions all right well we need to take a break on that note but we need to come back and we're going to get into numismatics because i need to understand what that is okay, okay. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we're here with my guests shonda fry and leo farisi from heritage auctions and we'll be back right after this It was love at first sight on that very first night When he picked out a tune, an old Kentucky riddle It was the night she became a bluegrass widow One bow lost to another bow found It was oh so wrong, but its bow was too strong So her man left town with her daddy's fiddle he left her a bluegrass widow. Well, she sees him now and then in a pickup friends. It's a sorrowful sight as he leaves each Thursday night. But she knew he was gone when he picked up daddy's fiddle. There was a night she became a bluegrass widow. One bow lost to another bow found. It was oh so wrong, but its pull was too strong. So her man left town with her daddy's fiddle. He left her a bluegrass widow One bow lost to another bow found It was oh so wrong, but its pull was too strong So a man left town with her daddy's fiddle He left her a bluegrass widow He left her a bluegrass widow 
And we are back here on the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl on the radio. Still hanging in there with me? Yes, I'm having a good time here in studio with Shonda and Leo. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Yeah. This is fantastic. I'm in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get to the karaoke thing later. We're going to have to touch on that. Okay. But I I, got to get back to the numismatics. Yeah. Could you please break that down for us? Uh, Numismatics? Yes. It's a a fancy schmancy word for coins. Okay. It's a study of the history and love of rare coins. Mm -hmm. You know, because we we take things for granted and there's so much in the English language that we take for granted. We don't hear about it. We don't read it. It's there. And I didn't know. Yeah. So... And that's what it is. Study, love, passion, history for collecting coins. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they've been around since the beginning. Mm -hmm. They they used, uh, you know, they started forging the coins for that. They were uh, using stones as money and... and Mm. Yeah, we, we recently sold a piece of yap money, oh. big round stone with a hole in the middle, yeah. and it was used as uh, a currency. Wow. And the bigger your stone, the wealthier you were. <laughs> Man, I got a couple in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this old, this old round stone sold for almost fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. It's like yeah. really, it's crazy. Yeah, it's the, it's the. You trade. know, I have. I'm sorry, I have not been, but I'm gonna. You, I gotta come check one of your auctions out. Well, we got in September. We have a rare book auction uh-huh. and manuscript auction coming because up. I, I need to witness this because it's also incredible. It's pretty cool. Yeah, hearing. we also have a wine auction coming up in September. Mm. September. It's one of our newer divisions. Yeah, okay. it's going to be in latter September. Twenty fourth, right. um, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's spectacular. Wine is a hot market, and on a collectible end. Mm. Um, Wine got old for a while. I know that sounds weird. Everybody, especially in California, because everybody drinks wine and right. vodka here. It's right. insane. I'm, such, I'm a whiskey drinker. <laughs> um, it's a Texan in me. Hey. But, but wine, all of a sudden, the, uh, the generations, the younger generation, the hip hop, uh, not even Generation X, mm-hmm. which is the 28-year-olds, but mm-hmm. younger than that, the 21-year-olds mm-hmm. have picked up... Uh, wine tastings and understanding all the wonderful mm-hmm. ambiances and where it touches and the palates mm-hmm. and, and the aging and they're getting into it. It's great because now it's like a full circle coming back around and see that starting at one again and let's go on. Right. Up, you know? All collectibles yeah. are like that. Mm-hmm. They run in cycles. They mm-hmm. all run in cycles. And yeah. and you know it doesn't matter what the collectible is. Mm-hmm. They all run in cycles. Yeah, but, you know, along this idea of wine, there's been yes. a real change that we've seen taking place in uh, the investment field of wine, if you will, or the collector field. Mm-hmm. And um, it has to do with the, the Chinese and mm-hmm. the opening up of, of that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two wine auctions that we've done were simulcast to Hong Kong. Wonderful. And nice. um, the difference between the Chinese and the typical American collector yes. can pretty mm-hmm. well, well all be summarized in an mm-hmm. incident that took place um, when our uh, the head of our wine division went over to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And there was a special uh, meal that was yeah. given to him, the business coming to yes. Hong Kong, yes. the president of Hong Kong, yes. the first lady. There's a and, whole ton uh, of protocol several. when you're reaching another um, I'm sure. market, yes. And, yes. And, yeah. whether it's in Asia or Europe, there are protocols. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he's invited to this dinner, and there are some wealthy individuals. There are small dinner party mm-hmm. but but uh, very um, heavy hitters uh, heavy hitters um, and he, he's looking at the table and he's looking at these expensive wines that yes. he sells yes. and they're drinking them and that's the difference between the typical Chinese buyer today uh-huh. and your typical American yes. collector the American collector will spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a bottle of wine uh-huh. and put it away it's a trophy wow. yeah, yeah and, trophy. And, and wait for it to go up in value <laughs> right. the Chinese on the other hand say wait for what right. it's good Let's I'm drinking this mother right. <laughs> well, and, and it's exactly. true but they changed the mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. so if they're corking a bottle mm-hmm. that is rare and expensive mm-hmm. and they're drinking it mm-hmm. then it's no more Mm-hmm. So making whatever's left even more rare. Exactly. And so they're driving the market and uh, experiencing. I but just, that's great because that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, thank I, you. I hate that people hoard. Yeah. You know, I, the land, this is the land of plenty. It, we are suffering because people are hoarding and not sharing, not using, not giving, not loving. Not there enjoying. Right. Yeah, not enjoying. Yeah. And yeah. just holding on to, oh, this is my me, me, you know. Right. right. Well, and that's part of, that's a beauty of that uh, particular culture mm-hmm. is they are very serious 
business-minded people. Mm -hmm. But when they relax, they understand, which needs to be our learning curve, is to take in and, and enjoy all of it. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's beautiful. But, man, they're rocking the yeah. Rhine world. Have you guys taken trips over there yourselves? Not no, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Looking forward to the it. horizon, huh? It's <laughs> coming. Am, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. definitely yeah. coming. Yeah, so you, you were saying that you do have an auction coming up on the 24th, is that? I believe. It's, uh, it mid, was mid to end of dates. September. That's it, mid to end of okay. September. Um, and it'll be a you know pretty spectacular sale as usual. But if usual. I can mention the website ha.com, ha.com, you can go and see when the next auctions are coming for all thirty of our divisions. Okay, that's it's easy. Ha.com, November nineteenth. Ha.com. Is it? It is. It's ha.com. Ha.com. Right. That's nice. So um, at this next auction, what what are some types of things you're going to be doing for the next? Collection. Well, there's there's rare books coming mm -hmm. up in September as well, and mm -hmm. manuscripts, um, everything from first editions. Think uh, Harry Potter. You wouldn't think it, but the the author that she yeah. that pinned that. Yes. Uh, well, she is signed, and there's some first editions and rare copies. And the very first editions that were done in England, wow. where there were very limited printings, they had no idea how successful this was going to be. Twenty Those years later, books right? are right. worth. Thousands and thousands of dollars, and they're not even that old. Wow. Well, and then Amazing. think about the Charlotte Webbs. I mean, when you're when you're collecting books, two things you got to look out for: old does not mean valuable, right. by the way, because right. otherwise I'd be worth a million dollars. That's a But so, if, yeah, that's it. Because you know, even even back in the 1600s, they printed. Thousands of books. Yes. They did it very slowly, but they so there's tons of them, mm -hmm. and you know the internet made the world a very small place. Yes, and so that's yes. it. We're all we're all local. Yeah, we're not global. Not we're, glo everything is local <laughs> now. Is local, you know, yeah. and yeah. so um, one of our other big sales are coming up. If I might just throw this in there mm -hmm. real quick, Please. we have the John Wayne Estate. Oh, that's in October. Yes, oh. in October, really? and that's going to be here in, in Beverly Hills. Um, his patch from fabulous. True Grit. Oh, um, really? Digging on it, man. I'm so excited. Yeah. I love what I do. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You, oh, yeah. you think of John Wayne, that icon, yes. and the the outfits he wore on the screen and the... the Guns he yeah. used and his just the and saddles. saddles and oh, the yeah. Oh, it's just so and cool. And his life. And mm, his yeah. life. You know, mm. it's amazing. Nice. And I'm just going to say it again. November 19th, comic books. Because I am a comic book geek. I've, I have over 3,000 comic books. I have a collector's heart. And Leo. believe it or not, that's considered a small collection. Yeah, small? I'm a small collector. <laughs> 3,000 books. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so... How, I mean, being around all of this invaluable material, how do you, how is it difficult not to want it all? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because there's like too much of it. Candy, yeah. so it's like, it's, there's oh. just too much of it. You can't have it all. Right. <laughs> I can admire it all. Yeah. I can understand. I can relate to everybody that comes in mm -hmm. because I, as a collector, Leo's a collector. Mm -hmm. He collects pottery and mm -hmm. numismatics coins. Mm -hmm. um, I can understand their passion for gathering because that's what collections are. There's someone's passion, their fever. They they sought, they found, they they have it. They're like, ooh, you know. <laughs> and so when that comes in, I can I can I'm on the same page with them, uh -huh. you know. Now there's a million reasons why they want to take it to auction. Yeah, there's sometimes it's financial. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the person that passed. Um, my, the estate. Right, the estate. Well, my passion is not your passion. Mm -hmm, the children mm -hmm. don't fully understand <laughs> they it. They want to get rid of it. Right, exactly. They don't want to make the mistake of just selling it outright to the first person who right. comes along because more often mm -hmm. than not, they get pennies on the dollar. <laughs> At a yard sale. Yeah, right. and it's a, I, I can't even tell you the number of stories I've heard, I, a, a comic books specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've got comic books in decent condition mm -hmm. and they've got 10 cents on them and they're, they're in the first printing mm -hmm. from 40s, 50s, and 60s, you have value. And you'd be shocked what people have sitting in their closets. I'm going to let Shonda tell the story mm -hmm. about a mask that a guy received from his brother that he kept in the closet, but he let his kids wear it for Halloween and stuff. This is cool. Okay, yeah. closet story. Hang on to that one. Oh, my gosh. That sounds juicy. That one's coming it's out crazy. of the closet. Oh, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you want to hear about the closet, you're going to have to come on back with Uncle Earl, okay? We'll be right back in a minute right after this break.
hush now, don't explain. Just say you'll Shonda Fry and Leo Farisi from Heritage Auctions. There'll be much more coming up in the second half hour. We're just going to take a little pause for the cause and we'll see you in a sec. And I know you cheat, right or wrong, don't matter when you're with me, sweet. Hush now, don't explain. You know what? I need to stop because I am not one of those type of people. I love the art of auctioneering and, you know, the fast talk. How do you do that, first of all? How, you, you do that. That's what you do. You don't? We, no, because the types of things we sell are fairly expensive. Okay. You can get it in the tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, so the, you need to like hear that. exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. concise. <laughs> you're not the only selling time I try to talk fast uh-huh. is uh, when I need to get out of date. <laughs> then I talk really fast. <laughs> yeah, we call that fast talking. I call it the three C's, cars, condos, and cattle. No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, we, we left our listeners... In the closet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice place to be stuck. Oh, hey, I want to get back <laughs> to it. time to come out. Yeah, so could you, let, can you please introduce that theory of... Uh, what's in your closet? Yes. Okay, so this gentleman came in, um, and he'd come in because his mother had passed, and he went through the house, mm-hmm. and he found, uh, he found in a piece of foil... He actually found signed, was it signed Jefferson documents? Yes, the Thomas Jefferson. Um, Thomas Jefferson documents. That ended up bringing quite a bit of money. Um, So I asked him, which is my job, my number one question Mm -hmm. is, what else do you collect? He goes, oh, no. And everybody says the same thing. Oh, I don't have anything else to collect. So I would like for you just to look around. I really want you to think about what you have. Mm -hmm. And um, he came back to me a couple weeks later. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well... I have this mask that my brother gave me. 
And uh, I said, okay, well, you know, tell me about the mask. He goes, well, my brother was in the movies. I said, really? He goes, yes. My brother was a little person. I said, okay, that's, I'm totally intrigued. Tell me. Mm. He goes, yeah, well, it's been in my classroom. I let my kids wear it for Halloween. <laughs> and uh, my I took it to the class because he was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So he's a very modest salary, very modest man. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful soul beautiful soul and so um he comes in and uh, he he brings me an ewok mask yeah you see that face that's the same face i made too i go that was it that's it it was i was like excuse me now the thing is is that there have been a lot of um Forgeries. Mm. you got to watch your forgeries. Mm-hmm. It's called the Path of Provenance. Find mm. out where it came from. So we started doing the research on it. Mm-hmm. He gave me his brother's name. Mm-hmm. There was his brother's name under the Ewok credits. Wow. There was, And it just kept going. Now, when you think back to the original Star Wars yes. with the Ewoks, right? Yes. Um, and there is the Jedi is, I think it's Mark Hamill, and he is on... Uh, one of those air bikes and an Ewok yes. are, and you see this Ewok fly through the air and knock this uh, guy off the bike. Right. That was the mask. That was the guy. Really? Yeah. It sold for over $19,000. For a mask. For that mask that all his kids wore in the classroom, that he had hit, you know, his kids played with growing up, the whole, they never. And it was just in the closet. Yeah. It was in the closet. And here's, here's the most amazing wow. thing that I've learned over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of time that people have something that they think is of great value, it usually isn't. Yeah. It's those other things they have <laughs> that they are going to throw away right. that turn out to be the great items. Mm-hmm. And so you should mm-hmm. never assume, if there's any one thing your audience should take home from this, mm-hmm. is don't assume it's trash Check it out. Check it we out. have dozens of people every day come in with stuff. It's just stuff. Mm-hmm. And we tell them we're sorry. Da, 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 da. Or that it's good for, it may not be right for a auction, but it but. might be right for an internet auction. I see. You know, because there's venues. Or it may have value in a garage sale. Mm-hmm. Don't right. throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a, that great item that comes along. I had a every woman once come in. in. I had a woman come in. She was selling some, what we refer to as 90% silver. Coins, okay. dimes, quarters, half dollars dated mm-hmm. before 1964. They're mm-hmm. worth about 20 times their face value right, right now. So she's got this half dollar worth 10 bucks mm-hmm. until I turn it over. And I see, oh, this is special. Now, <laughs> do you know what she came in for? What? She came in with a pocket full of change because she and her husband <laughs> were hoping to get enough money for lunch. Oh, They yes. were just going to sell their silver because silver was up. They had just lost their house. Mm-hmm. They had lost their house. Mm-hmm. They had inherited these coins. Mm-hmm. She brings it in. I could have bought it from her for 10 bucks or 15 right. bucks. Right. But I told her, are. I said, this coin is worth over $2,000. One coin. And she just, she couldn't believe it. She could not believe it. Made we put day. it at auction. We got her the money. She not only had a really nice lunch with her husband, <laughs> but she had money to take yes. care of themselves during this tough nice. time. Nice. So, you know, bring it in. We'll check it out. Yeah. That's great. That's, That's great. important. That's wonderful. Well, you know what? I've got a storage bin full of stuff. I might need you guys to check out. Seriously, because <laughs> seriously, I mean, I've been in the entertainment industry my whole life, and I, I don't hoard, but there are collectibles and things that I just keep. I mean, like, I have this poster from a first show I did with Betty Davis, even. <gasps> okay. See, wow. now I'm I mean, now seriously, I'm that was 19, I'm dating myself, at 73. Okay. And it's the original poster from the Broadway show. Okay. And it was her last did she sign it for you? I have to look. You know, I don't know that. That makes all know. the difference I in the world. Right. And, <laughs> it, and now you start to break it down because it's Broadway and it's mm-hmm. not television. Right. Or, I mean, it's not a movie poster. Right. So it has a little different value. Mm-hmm. Um, where was the show? It was her last show. How mm-hmm. many were produced? And, yeah, but you it's mm. the things that you have that you're so used to having mm-hmm that you don't think about their value mm-hmm. or you grew up with them mm-hmm. or, you know, it's the things that you collect because they're collectible yes. Yes. Uh, that are, if they're making tens and millions of them, <laughs> then pretty much Yeah, then not so much unless you find somebody else that uh, shares the same passion with you. Yes. you know? 
Well, guys, this has been so enlightening and enjoyable. I've had so much fun. But before we uh, we gotta get out of here, but before we do, would you would you mind doing a little rendering of a little piece of karaoke for me, Shonda? Just a little bit, just even a line. I was walking along, minding my business, out of an orange-colored sky. Flash, bam, Malakazam, wonderful you came by. Wow. (laughs) That was pretty good. Okay, makes me feel like I want to go get a cocktail and have some more fun right now with you. But ladies and gentlemen, I've been here with my guest, Shonda Fry, Mr. Leo Farisi from Heritage Auctions in Beverly Hills, www.ha.com. Right? That's, That's it. Right. Ha, .com. Ha, .com. Ha. And check them out, guys. They are fun, entertaining, and, you know, they're, they're, they've got collectibles in every area that you might imagine. 30 and categories beyond. and a wealth of information. We're here yeah. to help you. All right. We like that. Because yeah. I'm here to love you. you so go. help and love is all you need. That's it. A song in your heart. A song in your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Uncle Earl here on The Underground Experience, Lifestyles and Living. Please stick around. There'll be more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ Uncle Earl. We're going to continue on with some music. Yes. This track is by a group called Amy Can Be. Entitled Everywhere.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're on a little non-stop music suite right about now. Uh, we, prior to that track, we listened to Amy Can Be with Everywhere. And this was a group out of Portugal called Human Cycle. And that track was called Ananke, One Shine Sane. We will be continuing on now with another group called Burning Red Sun. Oh, please, Mr. DJ. I just want to say that tune was by Burning Red Sun. And I acquired that tune. I'm sorry. That was not Burning Red Sun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was. Yeah, that was Burning Red Sun. Sorry, please, Mr. DJ. Out of Central New Jersey. And they are a rock band which hails from Flemington, New Jersey. It sounds is influenced by blues, British invasion, early metal, desert rock, and alternative rock. And uh, they, the band recently received critical acclaim for their debut album, Living on the Edge of Time. And I acquired this track and information from their leader, Mr. Ken Lazarczyk. And he wrote all the songs. And they've been signed with JMD Records and Grooves, Universal Music Group, and they're building worldwide following with their music. They are also actively playing several live shows along the East Coast at the time. And they dropped off because they want Uncle Earl to be one to play their music. Isn't that special? Okay, well, I'm going to be bringing you someone else now. This is going to knock you out. The next band is called Baron Runes, and it's been in works for two years. The project is really a good fit for the underground format because he does all the recording at his home studio and upload each song one track at a time to Gary Earl's public site where he records a live drum, then mixes and masters the song and uploads them to him. He, uh, 
Barron lives in Wisconsin. Gary lives in Nashville. So this works really well for everyone. The sign of the times with the internet, all the guitar, bass, and vocals are written and performed by Barry D. Anderson. This seems to be the way the music scene is heading. It takes much less major studio time, so it costs a fraction of what songs used to cost to record labels. And it gives them songs and songwriters and performers a chance to work with top-flight people in every aspect of music business all over the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Baron Runes with the name of this track. Why am I so silly today? Anyway, it's all good. I'm having a good time, and I hope you are too. But anyway, here is Baron Runes. And this track is called Vapor Locked. Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today to the Underground Experience for Lifestyles and Living with Shonda Fry and Leo Farisi of Heritage Auction. Please go to the website, www.ultimateunderground.com, for more news, info, and updates on the movements. Thanks to everyone who is a part of the Ultimate Underground family, and I will see you next week. Take care. Ciao.